The Back Pocket Podcast is presented by Homie.io. Homie is a social media platform that aims to build relationships with students and alumni of the same institution. On Homie, there is no connecting because there's already a Homie community waiting for you. Uh, these relationships you build on Homie help find you the job of your dreams and help companies find premier talent like yourself. Sign up for Homie.io today and start building relationships. Today is March 12th, and the boys from the back pocket are back. Declan Brown, how's it going today? I had a nice excursion to Colorado, but we're back in Minnesota to record, to give you boys the content you deserve, the boys and girls, I should say, the marketing interns, um, for this week on March 12th. Andrew? Yes, breaking news. Oh, breaking news. Um, We are re-entering the field of sayings, and we're going to give you marketing interns a new saying for the rest of March and probably April yeah. because it needs to be extended into that month. Yeah, because we started on March 12th, uh, which is more more or less close to the Ides of March, um, we definitely have to bleed it into April. So, mm-hmm. And it's that good. And uh, what is it? The new saying for our marketing interns to know that you have been listening, that know that we've been listening, that you've been listening to us. And that, yeah, you, you, just you to, know what I'm saying. To create camaraderie, exactly. I would say. Okay. So when you, when you go and you see, you know, you got another guy who also listens to the back pocket you go, you know, what's up? You guys have a little conversation. But, you know, you got to have something that you guys relate to at all times. Mm-hmm. That's what our, where our saying comes in. Um, this saying this time is checks out. So anytime you say anything like, sup, man, just going to class, you just reply, checks out. Checks out. Sure. Uh, Chipotle, they have a, a, a deal for wearing hockey jerseys. You step in there, everyone's wearing a hockey jersey. You look, up, you look over to your buddy and go, checks out. Checks out. Uh, Qdoba's got queso, so does Chipotle now. Checks out. Checks out. Yeah, yeah. I think that works. Okay, sure. Anyways, use it as you please. Wield the shield. Go for it. Um, but in other breaking news, like we're endless breaking news this mm. week, um, f- podcast 40. Oh. It's our 40th podcast. That's imp- um, Hey, nice. Pa- Absolutely pat, pat, pat ourselves on the back. Yeah, why not? That's um, phenomenal. The number 40. I feel like that's significant in some way. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily think many organizations like recognize the 40-year anniversary. Like, maybe they do, I don't, but I don't see it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, I think the number 40 is fairly significant. Yep. Um, when I think 40, the first thing that comes to mind that's, you know, good things that are 40 um, age. Turn 40 when you're... You, Turn eight, 40? What's wrong with that? It's pretty good. I feel like that's a, a like a number when it's you defined. hit it, you have like a little party, like, hey, we're 40. Defining moment for yeah, sure. Yeah, everything in the decades, really. Like, yeah. we can, like when we hit podcast 50, that's going to be huge because it's like the middle number of 100. Yeah. And people love that. <laughs> oh, people, people eat that up. Yeah, because when you turn 50, like your 50th birthday is obviously more prominent than mm-hmm. 40, but I'd say more people enjoy their 40th birthday than 50. Now, we're also 22-year-old men who don't know what it's like to be 40, mm-hmm. so it's super alleged to say that uh, feeling 40 feel, feels great. Yeah. So we need to confirm or deny for our older marketing interns, 40-plus uh, range. If you guys could let us know what it's like uh, to feel 40, let us know. Let us know. Uh, um, we'd love to hear. I know who my favorite player, that's number 40, uh, Mike Allstott. Mike Allstott. Yep. <laughs> Give us some background. Fullback, Buccaneers, Super Bowl in 2001. Ooh. He was the fullback, and I had his football card, and he was just your gritty fullback that was a beast. <laughs> Back when fullbacks were fullbacks. When they mattered more. Yeah. They mattered at St. Thomas football, but... but not really any other football. Yeah. The world's soft now, I guess. Um, anyways, uh, how about this? Uh, the amount of points you score in a basketball game? If you score 40 points, like feeling pretty good. You hold a team to 40 points? Uh, that, in or if you score 40 points. Oh, an individual As an individual. Okay. I mean, obviously it's a team sport, but I mean, if, you, if Russell Westbrook's putting up 40, you're going to hear about it. Um, well, if I shoot 40 on in the back nine, uh, I'm feeling pretty good because I've never shot. Golf. In golf, yeah. Okay. I don't think I ever shot below like a 45. Okay. So. I shoot um, a 40 when I'm playing nine holes on a par three course. Ooh, okay. So like, Hot take. Yeah. Not bad, yeah. but not good. Not good. <laughs> By any means. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, I got a little quinky dink for the marketing interns that has to do with 40. Um, minus 40 degrees Celsius is the same as negative 40 Fahrenheit. 
So Ooh. go ahead and tell everyone about that later That's a little today. cocktail party, a little tidbit for you. Yeah, a little icebreaker, literally, because it's... Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Maybe. Yep, might as well. It's breaking the ice, because it's above uh, freezing. Uh, below. Zero degrees Celsius is below freezing. But 40 degrees Fahrenheit? Negative 40 would be oh, definitely be below. That's... Uh, I see what you're saying. You see yeah. yeah. It's okay. okay. No I worries. didn't pick up what he said the first time. Okay. Gotcha. No worries. Um, we'll that's be all I got yeah, about we'll be better. Um, yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, there, I, I Googled like s- significant things about 40. I found like a Buzzfeed article and, uh, readers, Gide- readers digest had an, uh, an article, bizarre factoids about the number 40. You never knew. Okay. Um, I didn't read it, but just wanted to make that known for the marketing interns. Let them know. Hey, it's out there. If you want to know, like if you get curious, you know, you didn't tune in, you didn't give that a read. No. Okay. Just, readers digest does readers. not appeal to Declan Brown. <laughs> yeah. But it, the, right. the headline grabbers need to be. It needed to be talked about. Yeah, just the sure. headline. Yeah, just the headline itself. Okay, correct. Um, so with, that's podcast forty. We're proud of it. <laughs> um, those are some tidbits for you guys that the number forty that you might not have known before. Yeah. Mike Allstott, the Fahrenheit Celsius, Celsius dilemma. Mm-hmm. I guess according to you, um, me shooting a par three 40, 40 points in a basketball game, and then go to Reader's Digest and uh, check it out. Just Google. So just get there. Just I want you guys to read it. I I think it looks great. I just didn't uh, delve into it. Yep. All right. Let's kickstart this podcast now, eh? Absolutely. Okay. So um, average quality. That's how we start. New li- new uh, marketing interns, our mm-hmm. listeners. We always start with an average quality. Um, this time around, uh, you will quickly learn in about twenty minutes, maybe less. Um, for our interview today. For our interview today. Uh, this was our first time ever having a FaceTime interview, and we tried a new technique of screen recording the FaceTime uh, audio, and we didn't it, account for two things. Okay. One was when a message pops up from my phone, because Apple is you know trying to connect every device. Right. It, iCloud. iCloud, whatever. Sure. is uh, It came up on my laptop, so... Those uh those moments that I would want to screen record or screen grab and put on an Instagram or put on YouTube now I'll say pops texts you about Tiger Woods making a move on the front nine at Valspar yeah or Matthew saying let's go Tiger Woods and then I'm like do <laughs> yeah. I want to share those text messages it's maybe a, maybe yeah maybe people need to know what uh what Tiger was doing because obviously when people are listening to this they're gonna know what Tiger did mm-hmm. so uh, first of all congratulations to Tiger on winning the Valspar championship um, already put in my allegedly allegedly. Um, yeah, because we're recording before, obviously. Um, can't wait to bet on them to win the Masters. Mm-hmm. So, that's where I'm at. The second thing that we learned, uh, poor connection does not come around, does not turn the corner when it says your feed will um, come back once the connection has been returned. Or when it's like stronger. stronger like, it's yeah. poor connection. We, we don't have enough connection to give you a, vi- uh, a visual. So we're just going to say poor connection on the screen. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I guess somehow the Wi-Fi is going to get stronger. Yeah. And then it's going to pop gonna, his face It's going to like up. do some push-ups or something. And yeah. then maybe run a mile. It's endurance is going to pick up. And then it's going to come back. And this, yeah. Well, I don't have those patients, so. We didn't, for sure. We tried. Yeah. What did we last, like three minutes? Yeah. I mean, I turned like the Wi-Fi off on my phone. You know, mm-hmm. that's always like the old trick. You know, turn up, turn it off, turn it back on. Yeah, because that's thing. how it's going to get stronger. You know, less people using it. Yeah. Not the case. Nope. Um, yeah, I think overall it was a pretty good uh, good effort, good college try. I think uh, it definitely is a little bit better than a phone conversation because uh, I don't know what it is about seeing the person, but it, I think it just makes for overall better communication. Uh, I hope the audio is good. I hope uh, we can, you guys can listen to Clay because Clay has all kinds of great stuff to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, overall average quality, I would just say we trying new things and doing some things good, some things bad. Always. I mean, we always are a trial and error podcast. We're going to continue to do our best to um, make new silos. Silos. Ooh. Should we talk about that real quick? Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Okay. Um, so, little little side note. Mm-hmm. This checks out a million percent. So, mm-hmm. Andrew and I had a, um, what, what would we call it? We were salesmen, right? We were salesmen, we were, and we were also just um, people trying to be good Samaritans. Yeah, sure. We were trying to help our uh, good friend, Coach Caruso, out, um, St. Thomas Football. You know, Andrew and I have done a, I would say we've done a pretty above average job of connecting with people through the podcast. Um, we want to bring that to St. Thomas in some regard um, through Homie. Everyway, long story short, um, I used the word avenue and pathway Correct. when describing how companies reach out to um, students. So they only have a certain amount of pathways they can go down, a certain amount of avenues. 
after the um, presentation and just talking with Coach Caruso, he said not to use pathway or avenue because those right. are positive connotation words, correct? Mm-hmm. And then he said to use, if you wanted to present this in a negative way, which is what I was trying to do mm-hmm. um, because it's very limited for companies, I, he said you should use the word silo. And I don't know why, but it, I, I just remember he mentioned that. Was that a negative connotation to it? Yeah, that's how I received it. Okay, I just remember him describing a silo as like you're building up to accomplish something instead of continuing down the path. Right. right? So you're going to build... I don't think it's a blockade. I think it's more of like, a, instead of you're taking... You're, not, you're moving forward, you're moving... You've already gotten where you wanted to go, and now you're taking that and you're moving it up oh. in a more advanced fashion. Okay. That's how I took it. Okay. I mean, I, I like that. Um, yeah, so silo, the definition of silo is a tower or pit on a farm used to store grain. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't know what a silo was? No. An underground <laughs> chamber in which a guided missile is kept ready for firing. It's, I, I mean, yeah, I, it can't be like, I, I still, I'm still siding with like, it's That's a, a wall. Isn't that a wall? A <laughs> negative count? Like, you're putting up a wall on your pathway well, so no, no one can go he, anywhere. What Caruso said at the very end was that a silo, he wouldn't want to be stuck in a silo, but he would want to be on a pathway or an avenue. Ooh. And then I was like, all right, same. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess if you're only building up and you're not looking forward or you're not moving forward, you're stagnant. You're right? stagnant. Yeah. yeah, but you are moving in a certain direction. <laughs> you're moving up. I mean, if we're trying to you're go to climb a mountain, you're going to peak. And can you go any higher? Yeah, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> so, I guess what we can relate to you guys at this point is figure out what exactly the term silo is when you're talking about um, progression. Yeah. And relay that to us because we're always willing to learn. We need to learn more frequently. And um, this is another opportunity for feedback. Yeah. And we're looking Why not? For, we need it. Because yeah. we got feedback last time with Coach Hughesby letting us know that lead is spelled or L- lead. Lead is spelled L E D. Yeah, and not L E A D. Which was on which was in our mission statement. Yeah. But we changed that. We we got better and because of a marketing intern reaching out. Um, so thank you very much, mm-hmm. Coach Hughesby. Uh, potential marketing intern of the week there. Maybe. Mm, maybe. Uh, uh, hopefully Coach Husby's not stuck in a silo, because I, I sure as heck wouldn't want to be. No. Um, but, you know, let's go ahead and down that pathway um, to the next portion of our episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got a big um, interview this week. We already touched on a little bit. Clay, um, he is the CEO of Yo Eats, this new um, food app. I wouldn't call it a food app. It's a more He's making it more efficient for restaurants and patrons or customers mm-hmm. uh, to interact with each other as far as paying for the bill, ordering, um, et cetera. Yep. And Clay, um, I got to know him. He played ball for my uncle at, at Maine South High School. And growing up, we'd always go to camps. And I knew he was uh, one of their better athletes, if not the best athlete. Mm-hmm. So I was always competing to beat him. We were always doing like um, either training programs where we had to do 40s and broad jumps or we were actually like working out together. And growing up, like we had a, I had an, a rivalry, an unsaid rivalry between each other. Nice. Um, but then once Greg, I met Greg Ebosher, my roommate, a big marketing intern. He brought us together in a mutual relationship, and now we're uh, we're good friends. Yeah. Well, now he's uh, he's a marketing intern. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a friend of the program. Um, Clay. Uh, the first time I met Clay was sophomore year of college. Um, one thing that I don't think a lot of the marketing interns know about me is I play FIFA a lot. And I play it by myself because no one else plays FIFA and no one else likes soccer like I do. The beautiful game. Um, uh, no one in your friend group. No I, one in I'd my say friend group. It's not fair sure. to say that no one likes FIFA. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> very fair. Um, not a lot of my friends like FIFA nor play it. I but I do. Um, Clay loves FIFA. Also very passionate about FIFA. Um, so you know it's it's one of those things you know when you meet up with a guy who has similar in, similar interests with you and you guys just like geek out and, like right away. Um, that was kind of how Clay and I's relationship start started right away. Um, we had the most epic game of FIFA 14 ever. Um, I don't I don't need to get into details. Maybe you could if you want. I, don't. I can just say from an outside perspective, someone who doesn't necessarily um, play the game or enjoy watching anyone play the game. Um, this was an electric atmosphere. There was, like normal party, when someone starts playing video game instead of close, everyone starts gathering over and starts watching. And there's probably sure. like 20 of us huddled around Declan and Clay standing up on a, like a 50-foot, 50 uh, 50-inch uh, plasma television. And they're like nose to the screen, locked in. Um, and the final seconds, 
don't need to be talked about because you guys honestly don't care. But I can just relay the message that it was phenomenal finish, back and forth goals that should not happen but did. And uh, it's one for the books. Clay won. It was one for the books. Yeah, I have to get back at him at some point. So, Clay, um, I know you're listening. Um, I'd like a rematch at some point. So, Mm -hmm. thank you. Um, But, yeah, with that, um, let's go ahead and kick it to the interview. You guys are going to love it. Um, Let's get it going. Today's guest is one of our favorite marketing interns. We have him on the podcast for the first time. He's been asking to get on the podcast since day one. Let's welcome Clay Bertilek. How are you doing today? Hey, guys. You know, just happy to be here. Excited to be here. Big day on the back pocket. Absolutely. We're a couple of entrepreneurs ready to seize the day, seize the world. Um, what people don't know about you, what the marketing interns need to know about you, Clay, is uh, you're the CEO and co-founder, or founder, correct me if I'm wrong, of Yo Eats. It's a new app. Um, everyone needs to download it. It's a big deal. It's coming out big time in the Midwest. Clay, can you first off just give us a little intro on what Yo Eats is all about? Yeah, so Yo Eats, uh, basically one day I was sitting downtown Chicago uh, with my girlfriend and uh, we get some deep dish pizza. I had to get back to my internship early the next morning. You know, it was over the summer, and my my waiter basically, you know, he was having a tough day out there. He was MIA, couldn't get him, flag him down for the bill. So, you know, because it took so long, we missed the train. I was just pissed. And I said, you know, we're doing everything from our phones these days. Why can't? Why is my bill not on my phone? Um, so, just you know, I, I studied management and I studied, uh, you know. Worked in the restaurant industry a lot. I kind of understood the whole operations, and I said, "Well, you know, it's because they got these POS systems, and how's that going to go over the app? And there's a million systems, all this stuff, and sure, there's plugins that they have out there that aren't super successful or you know widespread. But uh, I tried to say, well, what's going to make it uh, smarter, a better sell to the restaurant aside from all patrons can pay from their phones? So." Work backwards a little bit. Um, so what we create is this two-sided POS software. It's cloud-based. I know it sounds like a lot of jargon, but that's what it is. Yep. Um, so when you say POS, does that stand yep. for uh, piece of shit or uh, what or point of sale? Yeah, point of sale. But you know, <laughs> currently a lot of people joke because like point of sales are pieces of shit often. <laughs> 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 They're pissing off a lot of servers and management alike, and every every restaurant I go into, it's funny because they all have their story. Like, oh god, it doesn't do this, it doesn't do that. Support's the worst thing ever. Or, well, these people have bad support, but they got good reports. You know, for like uh, financials and all that, and it's just they're not getting what they want out there. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so we created this platform. Uh, basically, from beginning to end, what you do is there's a patron downloads it, you scan in to a code on the table, uh, and after you put in some baseline metrics of like your dietary analogy restrictions, foods you like to eat, uh, we deliver you a personalized menu based on those um, attributes that you input. Um, we've gone in the back, uh, database to everything, uh, so every item has ingredients, allergens, characteristics. Like if it's a burger, we're not just going to say the ingredients, it's going to be like uh, sandwich, uh, handheld food, pub food, like casual, you know, grilled things like those uh, that aren't aren't necessarily the ingredients, but sure. So it's a little, a little newer way to organize it, essentially. Yeah, just some more type of details we can put in there, so that as as you rate, um, we can keep suggesting items with those same types of characteristics in the future. Yeah, the back end, the analytics are really in depth. We leave those characteristics off the table, so okay. uh, it's a lot of AI uh, for for dining. Yeah, AI right here. Absolutely. Uh, so then that that feedback actually, so as you rate, we deliver that feedback back to the restaurant. So um, this is feedback that they've never had in restaurants before. Currently, it's like a Yelp review or. Um, you know, hey, how was everything, guys? And I mean, you're just gonna say good unless it's like horrible, and you want to send it back. You know, it's like yep. it's just just one or the other, which isn't really the case at all. You know, so um, by putting a star rating for every single thing that you order, we can uh, deliver that feedback back to the management, help them understand like how their uh, how their food's being received by the public and by who. So you know, for us, it's like 22 year old men rated these way. 
you know, this way. Um, but hey, these forty-five-year-old men or women rated it this other way, and so uh, we can understand that for the restaurant and like suggest the right items that uh, they can't. So nice. um, and for really the customer and too, right? Roll in all this data to to better the whole like experience for everyone. So it's easier for servers because you can we'll go through it, but you can easily split bills on here super fast, and it's like live updates right on the phone. Uh, so you're not printing out a million receipts, swiping a million cards, running around. So uh, we just tried to to basically make the operations of the whole restaurant uh, way more efficient. That's phenomenal. Um, well, yeah. it sounds like you that got a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Uh, I'm glad. Thank you for giving us that intro. We love it. Um, sounds like you got a pretty efficient app on your hand. However, uh, Andrew and I, as you probably know. And yourself are also uh, pretty. We're pretty average guys. Uh, yes. We run an average podcast. We're wildly average in our own ways. We're also pretty good in our own ways sometimes too. Um, with that being said, we ask you, Clay, uh, what is your average quality? My average quality, uh, I got a lot of them, so it's, it's a tough, it's a tough choice. Uh, my average quality, I'm, I'm a remarkably average. Uh, I don't know, just pick up basketball player i'd say mm, <laughs> mm. talking about we, we would fit that bill as well yeah you know, i'm gonna get in there i'm gonna play some good defense <laughs> but but it, you know if you if i'm out there on the three-point line all along you know you should probably just take yourself because i'm, <laughs> I'm not knocking it down <laughs> so would you are you like a triple threat guy like pass first uh you stay away from dribbling and shooting um, no, I'm fine on dribbling, you know, passing. I'm, I'm actually a good passer, but... Uh, Everyone's but a good passer. Brutal. <laughs> brutal. Uh, I'm, more of a, I'm more of a defense-offense guy, like, get that board and just hopefully just be faster than everyone, take it... Take, <laughs> take it all the way down. Break. Yeah. Um, big determiner uh, of success, Clay. How are you in transition? Oh, I'm, a, I'm actually good in transition. Okay. That's the only place I'm good. Okay, excellent. My, uh, my basketball skills have deterred quickly. And I've recognized yeah. that, so I've decided to just give up the game. I'm done playing basketball. All I do is sprain my ankles, and like I can't shoot. So what the? Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. Oh man. All right. So let's just get right to it. We are want to be entrepreneurs. You know, we're just trying to be the best versions of our of ourselves in the entrepreneur world. Um, Absolutely. I want to know how the process has been for you so far. Oh, uh, you know, entrepreneurship. It's uh. It's a fun, exciting game, but it, it's got its ups and downs, for yeah. sure. The strikes and gutters. Uh, you know, there's. it's exciting when you get it going, and then, I mean, for at least my product, it's been so long in development. Uh, it's been, like, in my mind for almost two years now, this whole working it out, market analysis, all that stuff, but it's been 10 months of coding, uh, and it's been a lot of iterations, a ton of meetings, a lot of cold late nights here in Madison. So, you know, with not a lot of like feedback, it's okay. We're doing this, but you know, we'll go into a restaurant. We'll show me, we'll show me. Okay. Well, so you got to build all this stuff. And then my engineers, uh, Chris and Brandon, who they've done a phenomenal job, like two of the smartest guys I've ever met in my life. Uh, shout out Chris. They were, they're, they're doing full-time student, like full-time school, computer science and computer engineering they got part-time jobs working 20 hours a week and then they're building this app right so there was a point where we just weren't getting much done at the end of last semester and i was like you know guys what's going on and it kind of came to a point where we were like all right well, are we gonna finish this thing or are we not uh it was just frustrating it was cold it was a million projects building up and all this you know type of type of stuff no real feedback positive feedback like mm-hmm. to keep Keep it going. Morale was a little low. You know, we got no money, no product, <laughs> no customers. <laughs> we've been we've been working for uh, six, seven months, coding hard and doing all this, all the everything you got to do for startup. You know, which is a lot when you're three guys, especially they're coding and I'm doing everything else. Right? So, yep. uh, so that was tough. And then I said, all right, you know, we had a meeting and it was it was the hardest meeting I've ever had in my life, and it was uh, it was sad. Like, I walked out of there so sad because, <laughs> because I'm like, guys, are we going to finish this thing? Like, we're just burnt out, you know. Uh, we we got it. Just give us a few. Just let us. We're not going to do anything really the rest of this month. Uh, we got to get all of our uh, stuff in order for school and, 
you know, I understood. I said, you know, guys, I just, I wish you just told me that. You know, I would have understood that. <laughs> uh, but let's let's decompress over winter break for a couple weeks, and at the end, let's let's get after it. Let's get this thing rolling again. And then, pretty much right after uh, New Year's, it was just like, bang! Everyone, everyone had relaxed. Was you know, didn't feel overwhelmed, and we just started really rolling. Uh, so we completed the app. Uh, this was this past January. Yeah, this is in January. Okay, and nice. Ever since really the the first of this year, uh, January first, it was so off to the races, and so now it's just been exciting thing after exciting thing, and so um, you know you come to that point where are you not going to do it? Are you? Uh, you got to do it because you know you're just going to sit there and be pissed at yourself if you don't. Mm-hmm. Like you know, hey, I don't know if we're we're still in that phase of is it going to happen? Is it not? But you know, like I said, now we've got some restaurants on board, great pilots going. Uh, we're getting grant money. We're getting investors. You know, like I said, in the last 48 hours, a few hundred thousand dollars are rolling in the door and hopefully more. And it's like when you have that type of feedback and uh, it's a lot easier to put in the hard hours. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, I'll, I'll say that. So it's you got to put in the hard hours in the beginning, but keep believing in yourself and then, it, you know, it could pay off. And if, even if it doesn't, you learned a lot through the process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you're, this is kind of like the perfect time for an interview because you're feeling pretty high and mighty as of 48 hours ago, right? I mean, um, I mean pri- prior to that, how was morale? I mean, th- yeah. this money wasn't here 48 hours ago. Yeah, how was one week ago, Clay, to, compared to uh, current Clay? Wait, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. How, how was, uh, what's the difference between one week ago, Clay, versus uh, current day Clay? Um... You know, honestly, pretty much the same. Okay. Uh, oh, because good answer. Yeah, I, pretty much the same because the one week ago, Clay was like, "Well, we're, we're raising this money. We're gonna go raise the money. The, the software is working great. Our our development schedule is going well. Um, we're gonna, we're pretty confident we're gonna get the money. It was just, just a matter of been time. Talking, we've been talking with people for a while, um, but then this meeting came. Like we're gonna go out to California. Uh, they basically said we want Midwest investment first to get you basically have people in the area who are in the fabric of the Midwest um, vested in your product. So um, so help you with connections and all that type of stuff. Be closer, have more meetings. Um, so that was kind of a little pivot last week. That call was on Friday. So we basically – Email everyone uh, in the area that we knew would invest uh, or would be interested. Start working, but uh, so one group on Friday said that uh, they they give us a hundred thousand. Then some friends and family have been talking twenty five to fifty each. So working in that hundred to hundred fifty range from them. Um, but it's been really exciting. It's like okay, this is finally happening. Um, not that we haven't been excited the whole time, but it's like. When, when a guy looks at you the first time you're 22 years old, he goes, I want to roll the dice with you. You know, I, I got no problem throwing in 100000 uh, Let me, I'm going to call my brother, and he's like, you know, I'm going to call uh, one of our other investments. Uh, you know, I think he might throw you a few hundred. And it's just like, you walk out of there, you're just trying to keep composure, but you walk out of there, you got a big old stupid smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's phenomenal. It's a lot of fun, yeah. I can't imagine. So, I mean, if uh, if someone were to tell us, we're gonna we're gonna roll the dice with you guys. We're gonna give you a hundred thousand dollars. I don't. Declan, I would be. Hey! <laughs> you start creating some gifts. Yeah, I mean, that's how you feel inside. You're just like, all right, well, I just gotta gotta be composed right now. Absolutely. Uh, but you're not. You're not right. <laughs> so you're saying you're get this. You're getting this big investment money right now. Um, obviously, part of that convincing process is. First, showing uh, showing the investors that like you're not just a random 22 year old kid with a cool idea. You're a random 22 year old kid with an actual product and actual with actual goals. Um, but when you start, like, there's always a problem, like as far as where your market is, and it's the restaurant industry. In your opinion, what is the biggest problem with the restaurant industry right now? Well, I mean, there's a lot of them, uh, especially for us. The thing is, it's not like a Yelp or a, do you guys have hooked at your school? Um, or any of those, like any of these deal apps, uh, that don't really go into the fabric of the, of the restaurant in terms of operations. So, um, you know, if you're on Yelp, it's just like, okay, can I put you on my website? 
you know, you didn't really, you didn't really screw around with the operations of the restaurant itself. You just like on this website. So for us, it's hard because we're going into basically the heart of the restaurant and we got to do that for everyone. Um, so that's been a little bit, that's a little tough. Uh, also the amount of just money already in the industry, the, some of these POS, uh, some of these POS companies are, are absolutely huge. Like Oracle bought this one, uh, the leader for like $5.3 billion. Uh, so we're going against people with billions of dollars. That's, uh, another tough one. Yeah. Uh, also some of these things that they're like, Oh, I already spent $50,000 on my POS system. Why should I have you guys? It's like, well, you know, you got to go, you got to go sell them on the whole idea. So that's tough too. Okay. So that's a great transition, Clay. So how exactly are you making that sale? How exactly are you, um, convincing these people to, uh, like to buy in your restaurant? How are you, what's your biggest selling point for Yo Eats right now? Well, um, there's a few selling points. I, for the, when I'm talking to the management, I, I basically tell them, you know, Hey, we can set your restaurant up for under $2,000. You know that thing's gonna cost you forty thousand, uh, so that's a huge sell. Uh, because right off the bat, we're just cheaper. Yeah. Uh, then I I tell them, hey, that point in a sale, that's just that's just taking orders from your servers. It's doing all right. Uh, but you know, in a lot of cases, it's not because it, it's not exactly how they want it. Uh, I tell them we have a patron side application that's driving business to your restaurant. It's easier to turn tables. Uh, split bills. It's easier on your servers. You're gonna make more money, and uh, you know they're gonna. You're not gonna have to be finding a new waitress every four weeks uh, because they're quitting. Because you know it's a tough industry, and, and they understand that. So some of those selling points, and and just showing them showing them the ease of use for the point of sale has been uh, a great a great tool to have the software in place and show them. Um, so this is a curious question we have. Yeah. I mean, we're always worried about the current generation. And um, as podcasters, as podcasters, I mean, we're influencers on the current generation. So you are, um, you are as well with this app and w- with this addition to the app. Uh, would you be worried kids are going to be on their phone too much during dinner and not being social? Oh um, no! So we really, we really made it to to not be that type of app because that is a huge. That's a it's a deterrent. Concern people are on their phones too much. Uh, what we try and do is, I'm, I mean, okay, if someone's going to be on their phone, we can't stop them from being on their phone, but our our app doesn't lend itself to all this being on your phone during dinner. So what you do is you scan in, you get a personalized menu, you, it helps you order faster instead of having your head in a menu or whatever. But, I mean, that's not, it's not really much use of your phone. You scan in, see the menu, you order. And then the next time you pick up your phone to do anything with our app is, is when you pay. Or if you want to see that they've rung in the check correctly, you could see that. Um, but then when you pay, so it's really only at the beginning and the end of the meal. Um, we're just trying to make sure that you order the best possible thing you can and at the end have a hassle-free payment uh, experience. But in that in-between part, you know, that's that's for everyone. Uh, that's for you to enjoy your company. Okay, so what you're saying is uh, you're actually enhancing the entire restaurant experience. So just because they have to be on their phone to pay, that's actually just it's actually making the whole experience much easier because then you don't have to worry about when the check's coming, when you uh, when she's bringing your card back, uh, or her or him. Sorry, um, you know the, all these different little stipulations that are in the current restaurant industry. You're completely eliminating that and putting it in the client's hands or the customer's yeah, hands. Yeah, absolutely. So. It's the bill is uh, it's crazy right now because you're doing the same thing multiple times as a server. Like so a lot of these places, you'll go in, you write down the order on a notepad, go back, put it in the POS system. Then when they want to split, you got to go back, split these bills, run these cards. It's like for ours, you put in the the order one time and it goes down to their phone, um, and then after that, it's right there. I mean, if it needs to be split again, um, you could do that, but. We do make it a lot more efficient and try and try and help the experience. Okay, right on. Have a little trouble with the app over there. Yeah, we're having trouble with uh, the. We can't see you. It says poor connection, but you know we're uh, you know like you said you were grinding through that your seven month process. Andrew are uh, Andrew and I are also grinding just through this seventeen minute process right here with your interview. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just part of the game. Yeah. We have ebbs and flows. This is a new, yeah, this is a new uh, thing for us. We've never FaceTimed a call with a screen record, and uh, it's working. It's working, but the poor connection just came up, and now we're tweaking. Uh, yeah, whatever. Oh, maybe you maybe you try. Uh, you mean to call your back? Uh, maybe, but wait. Try uh, try taking us off Wi-Fi, or taking you off Wi-Fi. Maybe it'll in- improve the connection. No way. Yeah, dude. Sometimes that happens. I t- I disconnected mine. It's been like this for like fifteen minutes, though. Okay, Clay, we're gonna call you. Yeah, back. we'll call you back. Yeah. All right. Back. All right. So now we're gonna transition. We're gonna trap the puck on uh, your conversation portion. We're gonna now give you advice because um, we can we can see the game from an outside perspective. We're also entrepreneurs, so we have the savviness to it. We're also podcasters, and this is our duty to uh, you know forward the common good, forward the uh, you know just. Whatever you need. So, and we're, we're just ideas guys in general. This is what we yeah. do. This is how we uh, build our brand. We generate content. Yeah. All right. So, f- start to start, I'm going to give you a little advice. Um, so, if I'm feeling generous and I want to pay for the table next to me, can I hack the server, log into their account, and then pay for their bill? Um, right now, you could... I mean, you just have to scan their code and pay for it, so... So, I can't do it hidden. Have- I can't do it anonymously. Uh, right now, it depends on how they do their QR codes, because if we do stickers on the table, it might be tough, but if we do the cards, like, we're thinking about just having a book of the QR codes that could be given to, um, just like, hey, scan this really quick and take it back, uh, so if it, if it has in that format, um, then yeah, you could say, hey, I want to pay for them, you know, could I scan their code, and, uh, you do that. Okay. So it is kind of an option. So logistically. It is kind of an option, it's not, um intentionally built in to be honest but okay. we, we can intentionally build that in nice okay nice dude that's yeah. that's a, that's a good ceo there willing to help his customers mm-hmm. out uh mold the mold the app to the customers makes sense yep. totally great answer clay um i have a suggestion um if they use the yo eats app to pay can they gain points uh that are worth a certain dollar value so they can go back and use those points or whatever you'd call them um towards whatever restaurant is partnering with yo eats uh, yeah, so we're actually building that in right now. Okay. I was talking with an old restaurant, or one of my restaurant um, managers. He's my next-door neighbor in Chicago, actually, but he wanted us to build that in. So uh, that's pretty easily built. We're building that in, and like okay. it should be done in the next week. Okay. Yeah. okay, right on. All right, so say it's your anniversary, you're on a date, or it's your birthday. Can you type that in somewhere to alert the waitress without telling your spouse across or someone, from you, or yeah. someone across from you to, to break the surprise? Yeah, so basically, um, right now, we're not, the server doesn't get to see, like, say, you know, Declan and Andrew are, are scanned into table five yet, but um, we're building in, so it'd be like, Declan and Andrew are at table five, and uh, you could kind of, in your profile, put in your anniversary and your birthday, let's say, so when you mm. scan in, you know, it'll alert them, say, hey, it's, you know, it's Andrew's birthday. Okay, uh, nice. So... It's a it's an anniversary of the back pocket, something like that. Exactly. Celebration dinner, you know? oh, so, so they would be alerted. Okay. So we yeah. can't uh, so we can't really make up that it's whoever like it's Andrew's birthday. If I if we, Andrew and I went out to dinner for the free I dessert, can't, I can't just text. I can't text the waitress and say, "Hey, it's uh, Andrew's birthday," and then yeah, then we get the free ice cream at the end. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on adding that portion in? <laughs> It sounds great for for the patrons, but <laughs> the servers, I think uh, having the patrons give them the ability to text the server, uh, that might that might get a little annoying. <laughs> yeah, um, which actually is a perfect transition. Um, usually, when you're at the bar or when you're at the restaurant, um, I don't think this happens to me or Andrew per se, or maybe even you. Um, but you lose count of how many beers you had. Um, you could yeah. go on your phone and look at the count, but you could have an interactive portion of your thing. Uh, or of your app that just has a big number on your screen. So then it just counts how many beers you had. So when you're like on your fifth beer and you think you only had your third, then you know, oh, you're like, oh, I'm on my fifth you're like, beer. Oh, Ooh. check this out. I'm on my five. I'm on five beers. Okay, yes, there's a big five right on your screen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, I like that. Or, or uh, maybe like a, after you order your second, um, maybe the Yo Eats app alerts you and says, 
hey, are you driving tonight? And then, like, you know, maybe a little responsibility uh, aspect to it. Yeah, that would be good. Mm-hmm. That would be a good. I'm, that is a good uh, idea. I like that. Oh, uh, all right. We finally got, got one. We gotta there we go. go. <laughs> I got another one, potentially. All right, okay. so say you're sitting down at the restaurant and you have a spoon and a fork, but you don't like either of those utensils. You really just want to spork. <laughs> is there a spork button? Is there a spork button? <laughs> No spork button. Okay, okay. That's all right. Probably not not in the plans. Okay, all right. I got another one. I got another one. So you know when you're at the bar and you, this happens to me all the time, um, and you they give you like a really cool glass and it's got like some cool logo on it or something. And like college kids, I'm not going to say I've ever done this, but some college kids will just go ahead and steal the glass and the waitress isn't going to notice. Um, is there a button on the Yo Eats app that uh, basically asks the owners, can I have this beer glass? No, that's legitimate. Uh, you know, what we could do is we could put a, a glass button in here, send you the, the price for a glass or something yeah. if you want to start selling them. Yeah, yeah. And, and, that would be, tap. and that would be right next to the beer count button. Yeah, absolutely. So it would be like a, a beer button and then a, a, a glass button underneath, like a glass count, however many you want. With the so. spork button. Toggled over on the side because no one's going to use it. <laughs> well, I mean, just make it this whole page, like, so it has its own spork. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Like, the whole thing just like, hit its spork. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, Andrew actually brought up a good point with the spork dilemma. If there is a situation, which has happened to me before, um, where there are times where, I mean, you don't have your utensils at the table. Or, or, you, ch- or you kick the, spor- the, the fork <laughs> on the ground. Or you don't have, like, a set, the ketchup's missing. Or there's, like, you have some sort of complaint, right? Yeah. Um, can, is there a complaint or, like, a call your waitress button that we can maybe implement? Yeah, you know, we've heard that. Uh, we've heard that quite a bit. Um, we're, th- we're, we're thinking about it. Okay. But, okay. Uh, it's a valid concern. To, we got to see because we don't, we don't want, uh, people just like, well, I need my water and just like keep hitting the button or, you know, Mashing. having a million alerts. It's like, yeah, their job is to go serve you. So, um, they're going to get there. We don't really want to add to any anxiety or sure. frustrations. Like they're busy. So, um. But we have had that. Um, it could be kind of a buy restaurant basis if they wanted you to um, be allowed to do that. So okay. we're thinking about it. But like valid point. Yeah. Okay. I think that concludes the advice we have. Yeah. Well, I like it. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, we're always here for you. The back pocket. Just put it in your back pocket. Yeah. And I, I know you mentioned. I know you mentioned patrons earlier, and that we were, uh, you know, heavily, um, you know, siding with the patrons. Um, well, breaking news: the back pocket is a, a patrons podcast. So, uh, just want to yeah, just want to make make that known to all the listeners out there. Good point, Doc. Yeah, thanks. Um, now it's uh, we'd like to ask you for your advice because you're now turning into a successful entrepreneur. We're still wildly average. We're going to maintain wildly average, but we could use some success stories to go <laughs> yeah. along the way. Yeah, um, maybe some help. So, do you have any advice for us? Um, yeah, I mean, I just. I, uh, do you guys listen to Gary V at all? Yeah, we I mean, just turned into him like a month I know ago. cliche and everything, and everyone listens to him. Uh, and some of this stuff can be, you know, smoke. Uh, but but for you guys, I think it's great to, um, since I'm not really building content, let's say, you know, I'm building the software, which I guess is somewhat content, but... You're building dreams. You know, yeah, I'm building dreams out here, <laughs> essentially. There you uh, go. Thanks, Clay. But, yeah, but for you guys, I'd say... One of the best pieces of advice he has given is, you know, be patient and just make content. He goes, before anyone listened to me, I, I was just making content daily for a year, you mm-hmm. know, putting out multiple things a day, getting five likes and that type of stuff. And you guys are now in your second season. That's correct, right? Yes. Uh, and you guys are just sticking to it, built, putting out content. And uh, I think that's the best way to do it. You know, build your listener base. You guys are fun to listen to. Uh, keep it lighthearted, but you also, you know, put in that good advice and i think you guys are i think you guys are really up to something honestly uh, in terms of the whole the whole atmosphere and the dynamic of your podcast mm-hmm. lighthearted, but you know you got some good advice and some serious uh things to listen to i think just keep putting out content uh and you know reach out for those meetings or those those people who might draw some listeners in uh you know i know you guys do that but 
just keep going and go for guys that you think you won't get a meeting with mm-hmm. or, you know, that won't take the time. Because what's the worst they can do? Not respond. Like, you're in the same position. So uh, I've been reaching out to people who I thought would never respond. And I'm getting meetings with them. And, and they're introducing me to people that are really putting me in positions that I, I wouldn't be in if I didn't just go reach out. So I say just go reach out and tell them what you're doing. Um, a lot of people are more more than happy to help. So yeah, absolutely. That, that would be my piece of advice. Thank you. Thanks, Clay. Um, so we actually do have like a little ranking of like the people that we want to get on our on our podcast. Just like yeah. interesting people. Like un, we call them unreal guests. Um, and okay. then these are the guests that we have uh, post, or these are the ones that we want to get on our show. Uh, Joe Rogan, Les Miles, and then like you said, Gary Vaynerchuk. So. Y- your mind is right where our mind's at. Okay, yeah, Les Miles, he'd be interesting. <laughs> he's a reach, but I think he's doable. Yeah, he's got a podcast He doesn't himself. have a job right now. No, he, so. he's got a podcast, Less is More, so, I mean, that's that's kind of cool. Really? Okay. Yeah, it shows he's still kind of creative. Eat some grass. Uh, eat some grass. Um, <laughs> this is kind of a curveball question out of the blue, but I just need a confirmation on this. Um, <laughs> are you still part of Bill's Mafia? I am. Uh, are you a, are you a satisfied fan right now after T-Mobile just got traded? You know, yeah, he's he's a mediocre quarterback. He's not the he's answer. Wildly average, maybe below so, average. Yeah, he's below average. Um, yeah, Nathan Peterman is that guy going to do anything? No, no, absolutely not. So I think they might be looking for one in the draft here. Um, How pissed are you going to be if they okay. draft Josh Allen? You know, it's just is it coincidence that. That my first season as a fan, they made the first playoffs in like 18 years. I mean... I think not. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> Correlation doesn't equal causation. <laughs> That's a great quote. Look at what happened. So, uh, I am actually satisfied because I used to be a Bears fan. And, uh, you know, they still got a place in my heart, but... They're not pulling on my heartstrings. They're uh, they're a horrible organization. They don't win. Ooh, breaking uh, news! Their management, their uh, executives are widely average up there. They yeah. do not make the the decisions to win ball games. So wow! No. It was time to cut my losses and move on. So, Bills Mafia is around the up and up. Up and up for sure. Okay. That can that can be confirmed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, all right. Uh, we'll finish with our final two questions. Um, we, uh, talked to you about this a little bit beforehand, but, uh, we will mention it one more time. It's, uh, the back pocket bar story. So imagine yourself, you're sitting at a bar blown off steam after a nice Yo Eats investor meeting. Um, you just got another $500,000, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, you're convincing people You're you're working, you're, you're strikes and gutters, you know, mm-hmm. um, right, absolutely. stood on a Friday afternoon, blown off some steam, you know, you're watching uh, some golf on TV or whatever, sitting by yourself. Guy comes up, uh, just a random guy sits right next to you. Um, what are you going to tell this guy? Like, you're gonna ha- you have to talk to him, right? But what what kind of story are you going to tell this guy? You know, keep him interested. Tell him something about yourself, like who Clay is. Um, you got any co- sort of story like that? Well, you know, I'm most Friday nights right now, I'm actually bartending. Oh, uh, at Greenbush Bar here at, here in Madison, so... It's a big bourbon cocktail bar, but also a ton of pizza and Italian food. It's a, it's a unique spot. So uh, I actually get to go in and talk to a lot of people. My, my personal story, you know, it depends. They're always asking me what I'm up to because I, I'm a 22-year-old bartender that they see all the time. Uh, so a lot of it does have to do with the app, but uh, Tom, I, you know, it always comes back to Chicago, honestly. We get back to Chicago. It get back, It gets down to the clubs. It gets down to the pizza. Is on. Is it? You know the you know, snappy oh, what, dog. You know, what do you suggest down here? I said, uh, "Well, I'm a Chicago boy. You know, I'm really more of a deep dish guy. But uh, you know, the pizza here is pretty good. You get into it. They ask me about the app. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I live above a, a sub shop that's." Uh, it's it's Chiba Hut. Have you guys ever heard of this? Yeah, place? dude, Chiba Hut. Yeah, I love that place. Chiba Hut. Every every single sandwich is named after a strand of weed. So uh, the size of the sandwich is like blunt. Yeah, pinner and uh, blunt. <laughs> yeah, no pinner and blunt. I mean, it's just like <laughs> like the the sides are called munchies and you know whatever. But it's, awesome. uh, it's so funny because they're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Well, I'm starting this app." They're like, "Where's your where's your office?" What's above Chiba Hut? <laughs> and it's so funny because, like, I'll go to sleep sometimes. It's 3 in the morning, 
and uh, they're blasting music. It's like, you guys gotta shut the fuck up. <laughs> and, then, and then the next day, it's 8 a.m., and they're blasting Post Malone, and it's like, I can hear it through my pillow. <laughs> it's just bizarre. <laughs> and, then, and then the best part of it is that my desk is right here. I mean, if you want a visual. Oh, yeah, bad podcasting. Right now, we're great at this. Like, oh, yeah, what's up? He's a marketing intern. So, oh, hey, yes. fellas. Do you care about car? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so here's my desk. Nothing spectacular. That's where the magic happens, though. <laughs> it is, and then there's my window. So actually, right underneath is uh, there's a side door. It's a Chiba hut. So people are always on going out there, smoking whatever they may be smoking. Uh, so I'll, I hear the craziest stories down there. Like I'll just be sitting here. I'll have some music on, but you know I might be working until one, two in the morning. In this, when these guys are, you know, there's a full bar down there, and it's just some crazy stories. So, um, just being able to be that fly in the wall, like no one thinks that anyone's listening, but I'm up here like doing work and listening to this crazy shit. Uh, it, it's awesome. It's awesome. So, you know, sometimes I'll hear people like, "Yo, you know, there's some dudes that live upstairs. Like, we should, you know, we should, uh, if that door's open, we might take something." And, and, and like, You'll hear that type of stuff. You'll, yeah, and, and I just tell the boys, I'm like, hey, uh, no, make sure we lock that door down there because it's a little bit rough around the edges. Would you ever just Would you ever just yell out when they say that kind of stuff? Be like, no, no, you shouldn't. Um, in here, you, you definitely should come into our house. There's nothing in here. We're just college kids. We're yeah, starting an app, yo, eats. So, so that's a little bit unnerving at times. Uh, but I've heard, you know, some people, it's like. Hey man, you guys stop doing you know doing whatever drugs like you know like I care about you. All of our friends are dead or in jail. Type of like you've heard those like heart to hearts at three in the morning. Um, well, I'm doing work on an app, and it's just like that is so far removed from my scope of life. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, okay. It's you know I don't experience that. None of my friends are experiencing that, but in this location, uh, kind of being able to hear that stuff it, all, as sad as it is. It, kind of puts a lot of things in perspective so um i would say you know the chi- the chiba hut the chiba hut headquarters has been an interesting experience uh it's been a learning experience uh, you know <laughs> building an app from your freaking bedroom is a little is an experience in and of itself but you hear those types of stories the whole atmosphere and the music uh so it's uh, it's that you know that's my bar- barstool story yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's my life right now. It's been a little wild, but... That's phenomenal. Fun. Oh, we love that. That's it's phenomenal. Um, so this will be our final question. We appreciate all the time you've given us so far. Um, the last question is our usually our favorite question. It's a simple question. What did you learn today from the time you woke up to this interview right now? Um, yeah, today, so, you know, I was in a restaurant. My buddy came up uh, to visit. He's on spring break. We went to a restaurant, and now I just don't stop looking. You know, I don't stop looking at the whole layout, the whole operations. Mm-hmm. You know, my table's a little too close to his edge, so I keep getting bumped into him. I'm like, you know, who the hell put this table here? Move it up a foot. Like, are you, are you crazy? Uh, so, learn that. Uh, you know, I learned, I mean, I've been learning this, but just college landlords are dickheads, you know? Uh, but like, everything in this apartment's broken. I don't know, like, how do they even get away with this shit? Uh, you, you sign a lease and they and it's just, they don't have to do anything anymore. Yeah, toilets don't flush, you know, or front, it's just, everything's broken. I can't wait to move out of this, but I've been learning that, but I learn that every day, is that, uh, is that don't live in a college apartment if you can, if you can avoid it. Hey, <laughs> you know? to leave you on this final note, I can say that you're on the up and up, the back pocket we're on the up and up at times, and then we go down, but then we go back up. We maintain an average keel of momentum, content, content, content. So thank you so much for having us, uh, allowing us to take part in this little interview. This has been a blast. Hey, hey I really appreciate being on back uh, pocket. And one question for you guys is, Oop. what's the plan uh, on graduation? What What is the future of the back pocket? The future uh, is always moving. Yeah. Okay. We're in the moment right now, but we have plans for the future. That's yeah. all I can say. Okay. We, we will. Know, it's under wraps. You know, it's executive stuff. 
private. It's no, not, well, not really. Yeah. We're 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 continuing the podcast. Andrew and I are living. We're, we're living together. Like I don't think there's anything special about yeah. that, but okay. it's going to continue. Events, you know. Yeah. But I, I, I'm happy that the back pocket will uh, be uh, keep going on, continuing forward. So uh, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you. So that was our interview with Clay Birdalek, Clay Bird Squad on Instagram. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. That was phenomenal. Yeah, loved him. Uh, what's great about Clay and what um, I'm excited for this episode is, uh, not to brag, but it's going to be explicit. That's going to be sweet, dude. Um, second ever explicit episode, so mm-hmm. thank you, Clay. I think I also said a bad word at one point. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a soft explicit, though. I mean, they're just like little quick yeah. nudges. Not the enormous explicit that we had in podcast. Six, I want to say, with yeah, Joey Tats. Joey Tats. That's a whole different kind of, like, uh, I would say, that's a whole different kind of uh, swearing. I think that was more part of his language, where Clay's was more just like, hey, I swore on accident, sorry. Yeah, little tidbits to here and there. I'm going to re-listen to it, actually, and you may or may not see any right now. Um, this is coming to you prior to the editing, so we're going to leave this segment in here, letting you know that it could be explicit. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly, sure. Great cover, Andrew. Absolutely. As all great podcasters do. That's mm-hmm. phenomenal work. Um, so, yeah, let's get to our back end. Uh, for all our new listeners, um, we do two segments on the back end. Um, quick hitters. This is always uh, our favorite portion of the podcast because we're feeling it. We've been talking for a while now. Uh, we're bouncing off each other. Um, it's a great atmosphere, strikes and gutters. Um, but the two segments are what did, uh, what did we learn um, from the time we woke up till the time now, and then a feel-good story. Um, so to start... Andrew, what did you learn? What did you learn? I learned, um, so in strategic management, we're learning about um, competition and um, the way companies move with competition. Um, Apple, per se, we got in depth with them. They rarely, if not at all, have ever been first to market with their products. They have seen what people enjoy and what people like, and then they make it more efficient. So... The uh, smartphone, BlackBerry, that was the first technical smartphone, and they were like, we can make this better. And they made the full screen, touch screen, mm-hmm. and uh, more user friendly. Right. Uh, computers, same way, but prior to the iPhone, MP3 players, iPod, yeah. um, Apple Watch, there was a thing called Pebble. Like every single thing that they come out with that's been like their hit home, um, home run product, they've taken advantage of someone else who hasn't made it. Good enough. Another one that I just thought of the uh, the Alexa and those and like the Google yeah Home, Amazon Alexa. Apple just came out with one. Mm-hmm. It just could be recently. better. It could be better. We it, don't know. We don't know. But you they guys did it because know. other people liked it. Right. They, they weren't the first to market. But I can just see that trend continuing. They also did the same thing with like the iHome. Remember when they had like those players, the the speakers, speakers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Very good point, Andrew. I love that. Um, great quinky dink. Uh, mine actually is a little more of an experience. Um, so this past week, like I had mentioned earlier in the podcast, went back to Colorado, um, had a little time off, had a little time to, uh, you know, enjoy myself, I guess. Um, got to see my brother perform. Um, but I uh, have officially com- succumbed or succumbed to the common population. I uh, played Fortnite, like, a lot. Okay. Um, I know that's disappointing in some regard, but also exciting. Yeah. I, I will say um, I successfully learned how to play Fortnite, and with that being said, the results came. I got us a victory royale for the pack pocket, so. boy. Thanks, Did man. you take a Snapchat and post it? Uh-huh. Okay. And that's where uh, I think I really succumbed to the, popu- the general population. I mean, at this point, I would not say it's impressive. However, doing it... <laughs> For your first time, or like just posting it, is like a, a rewarding feeling. Yeah, what people don't understand is how like nerve wracking it is when it gets down to like the last five, and you like you've barely played the game. You're like, all right, I have to like kill people now. Yeah. Um, so that was tough. Do you I, think the floodgates have now opened, where uh, the first place will start turning over, or are you just done because you got one um, and now you're out? You're well, stay, you peaked and not, or you reached <laughs> a point where you're like, that's enough. I got the rewarding feeling. I'm done. Um, not necessarily. I've, I I want to keep playing. I just don't have like an Xbox or anything like that. I might invest in one now. Okay. Um, maybe when I get a little more cash. But yeah, I mean, at this point, yeah, I'm kind of done. So, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Walk off while you're high. Nick sure. Sabe. Um. But yeah. So let's go ahead and finish with our feel good story. Um. This one I actually just kind of alluded to. Also, um, Aiden Brown, uh, is my brother. Obviously, um, funny guy. And we're gonna need to get him on the podcast before he makes it big in Hollywood. Aiden's trying to... He's a marketing intern. He's a marketing intern, nonetheless. Um, 
He uh, had his senior play uh, this past week, Arsenic and Old Lace, if anyone's heard of it. It's a great comedy from the 40s. Um, speaking of old school, new school, which we'll get to ne- next week, an old school actor who absolutely dominated the game was Cary Grant. Um, Cary Grant played Mortimer in Old Lace, in Arsenic and Old Lace. Aiden crushed that role, which is the main role Aiden on his Aiden's senior play, um, last play before he leaves for college. He got the main role for the first time ever. Absolutely crushed it. It was phenomenally hilarious. Did a great Cary Grant impression. Um, it was phenomenal. I just wanted to give him a shout-out and just really appreciate what he, his work has done. With my one interaction that I've had with Aiden, uh, he came here uh, last semester. Um, I can confirm that he is, he will be a success, success story. I hope. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I confirmed it. Confirmed. Ooh, let's go. Aiden Brown has the personality to be successful in Hollywood, if that's where he wants to go, or New York, yeah. if that's where he wants to go. Wherever Aiden wants to go, Aiden's going to go, and I think I have just everlasting confidence in Aiden. Aiden, uh, he's just a phenomenal talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, that's what I'm saying, we got to get him on the podcast, because he's just hilarious. And yeah. it's, it's he thrives. Gonna, he thrives in this kind of atmosphere. Um, when the lights are on, Aiden is ready to roll. And so I guess uh, the feel-good story, what you guys need to take for um, for this week and until next is, hey, chase your dreams, stick to the process, love the process, and when the lights lights are on, you guys got to go ahead and perform. Um, with that being said, uh, love you guys. Can't wait for next week. Take care. Take care.